When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Geekscapists, welcome to a brand new Geekscape podcast. I'm Jonathan London, your host. And if this is your first Geekscape, strap yourselves in for all the pop culture talk that you can fit in your geek noggin. We've been doing this for 18 years, pretty much weekly, where I sit down with storytellers, movies, computer games, comic books, TV, and we talk about um, basically whatever they've been working on. Sometimes they're musicians, sometimes they're actors, directors, sometimes they're just friends of mine who are passionate about this stuff and are like, well, we're going to be talking about this stuff and discussing it and turning it over. Anyway, might as well record it, put it out and build a community. And we've done that. Geekscape has over 30 shows now on the podcast network. Uh, It's amazing. And a lot of those shows came out of people like you who are listening to this or maybe watching this on YouTube, Facebook or Twitch and being like, hey, this guy can clearly podcast. Why can't I? And not only do they start podcasting here at Geekscape, but they end up getting more listenership and getting more popular. Do I take it personally? No, 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 no. I am nothing if not a platform for more geek enthusiasm. And that's what we're doing today. We're going to be talking all about the first season of Ahsoka. Should I differentiate a first season? Will there be a second season? Those are all questions we're going to be asking over the course of the next hour. I've got Ian here. He's, he is like, he's like the establishment here in Geekscape. Like, like you can't have, you can't really have a discussion show without Ian. The man loves this stuff. And in many ways, me discussing things here on Geekscape was born out of discussions I was having with Ian anyway. Uh, we got Garrett here with us, my, uh, my Padawan. Let's go with that for the Star Wars themed episode. And of course, there must be a dark side to balance the light. That would be Christian Blatt from the from Marvel Movie Talk, the Blattcast, the Geekscape Book Club. They're all sitting in the wings to get this thing started and talk to some Ahsoka. So let me actually check if this is the microphone I want to use. It is. I didn't screw that up. Everything else in my life, yes. But I'll be right back. Let's start the show. We'll come back and we'll talk Ahsoka season one. You're going to have some major spoilers coming your way. So if you haven't watched it, dip out now. All right, Geekscapists, if you're listening to this, it might be because you've already seen the season of Ahsoka that's up on Disney Plus right now. It just culminated. There's tons of questions going forward. This is very much a continuation of things that Dave Filoni set up way back when in Clone Wars, continued in Rebels, and then you see pieces of in The Mandalorian and Boba Fett and now in Ahsoka. Um, As somebody who watched some of the Clone Wars, it didn't start getting really heated in hitting its Filoni groove. By the time I was like, 
let, let me let me start watching something else. Uh, I I like it. You know, I, I will continue watching it sporadically, and that kept me from watching Rebels because it's all a continuation. If there's nothing we love here on Geekscape, it's some continuation. It's like this has to be canon, right? We love our we love our long dramas, right? Doesn't mean I'm going to watch One Piece, maybe the Netflix show, but we do love our long series and you know the comic books, this and that. Uh, and of course, if you're talking like people who love comic books, you got to talk about this man who's been doing it since the 70s, and he's been collecting comics for a very long time, and he loves it, and he loves talking stories. So he's here with us, Mr. Ian Kerner. The establishment here at Geekscape. He's the foundation of any geek conversation that we have here. How are you, buddy? Doing all right. How you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. We are so busy in our own lives and in our own pursuits that it's it's hard to schedule some of these sometimes. But we love doing it. We're going to be texting each other and talking about these things anyway. I love having these conversations. Uh, they're imperative to me to put closure and have some context to what I watched. Uh, and so I love having you here to kind of help us form some stability in our schedule. We've added my Padawan, Gabriones, and my nemesis, Christian. <laughs> 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 Christian, who I banished to another galaxy uh, whenever he came on Geekscape once. And I was like, wow, this guy's so good at this. I cannot, <laughs> I cannot risk having him on the But you know Geekscape what, Jonathan? Your hatred only made me stronger. It, True. it lifted up the black cast to new heights. <laughs> and then uh, I was able to come back and uh, shoot lightning into Geekscape many years later. <laughs> well, I'm honored uh, the, that you, you put that much in our relationship, uh, that it fueled you. Uh, we are talking about Ahsoka. As I've said before, this is going to be your last... Spoiler warning right here if you're listening audibly or you're watching on one of our outlets. Uh, if you've seen it, your friends have seen it, you want to be a part of the discussion, share it with your friends. Uh, that really helps us out. Or maybe subscribe and all that stuff. That really helps us. Uh, and little reviews help our visibility. So when I reach out and uh, ask for somebody to be on the Geekscape podcast and their publicist goes and looks at our reviews and looks at uh, what we've been up to, they, they say, oh yeah, this is awesome. we got some good guests coming up. But uh, this episode, Geekscape is is going to be spoiler-filled and Ahsoka-filled. So where do we want to start with this, uh, guys? I think y'all three were the ones who watched the entirety of Clone Wars, carried it through Rebels, and then I got dropped right into season, to episode one. And I want to ask about that hey, I episode saw the Clone, one. Clone Wars movie in the theater. And you watched the, the Clone Wars movie in the theater, yeah. Um, right? And it, yeah, I want to ask about that because this I was dropped in... To, uh, episode one of this one and I don't think it was my lack of familiarity with some of these characters that affected it I think that out of all eight episodes one is the one that it had that's the hump that it has to get over to really get cruising on this season yeah, it's a slow one it really throws a lot at you um, and I don't think it's just familiarity I think it's just getting in the groove uh, I gotta say when I watched that first episode I was like oh I don't know if this is gonna be fun for me not because it was so steeped in what it, you had to have seen before like you said it, there's some pacing issues there were things i didn't understand uh mainly character stuff like why would the evil jedi apprentice wait for you know for sabine to fight her even though she had or just gotten what she wanted to get and could have just taken off and gotten that much more ahead of her especially if she didn't actually kill her 
Does that make sense? Little things like that in that first episode. Yeah, I, but, I know, was like, wait, you have, you have that stuff throughout all the Star Wars stuff. There, there's weird ego stuff with Dark Jedi, you know, or mm-hmm. Sith or what have you, you know, you know, to the extent that they're channeling the dark side and, you know, it's all about emotions and passions. I think you could easily say the things they do don't always make sense because they're itching for a fight. Yes. And I think that as you continue the series, and you, I mean, you really get into some of the questionable, like, I would say mysterious um, motivations of my favorite character, Balin, hmm. by the, the late, great Ray Stevenson, like that. And we can talk about what we thought of these series as a whole, if you'd like to. But, but Ray Stevenson, we just have to acknowledge how great he was in this, as he is in everything. He was absolutely great. How yeah. badly he'll be missed it's- going forward. He's awesome. In every single moment he's in this series. My, my big disappointment is, is as we'll speculate what comes next. And the, I mean, the inability of resolving that storyline, you know, I mean, I mean, I get they could recast and that'll be disappointing on some level, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, it's really a shame. So ultimately when you look at like the eight episodes, what did you guys think? Because that first taste for me did not lay the like did not have well, me anticipating well, it too much. But they dropped two episodes right away, and I could jump into that second one. Yeah, the second one was much better. But let me say this, and I only really made this connection in my mind just now as I was referencing that that first Clone Wars movie. Because I got to tell you, um, I think Clone Wars was great, but I thought it started really slow. And I thought that when it originally came out, I felt in, in the original movie where they, well, Ahsoka's introduced, I rolled my eyes feeling, oh, this is just for kids. I have this kid character. And of course she has to die because we don't know who she is later. So that, that, you know, that was really, you know, for me, like, I was like, whatever, what am I watching? And the first season or so of Clone Wars is very much, it's just, you know, animated action. It takes a while for the story development really to get going. Um, so, you know, a bit different, but again, you know, with the first episode of this, they have to give you a lot, particularly if you haven't watched Clone Wars and Rebels. You know, now mm-hmm. I felt that they did a really good job of that backstory stuff. And, you know, I can't speak for people that haven't watched that stuff, but, you know, I mean, for all the people complaining, oh, I don't know who these characters are, you know what? I got to feel sometimes like, so what? Then yeah. go with it. I so feel what? like if people didn't know that there was something before that they didn't watch, they wouldn't have been so resistant. And angry about that. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? Uh, I'm. It was a little. Uh, say it again. I think that if people didn't know that there was stuff they didn't know, and, they, and that, that if it, they it were just started it as a blank slate, and it was just well, go, they just let just it rip. It. Yeah, you could have. Maybe. You could have the same show, and it's a blank slate. So many times they jump you ahead. When the Mandalorian started the first episode. What do we know? Okay, we heard it was five years later. We don't know. We don't know this character. We don't know mm-hmm. a lot of things. In fact, it took a while for us to... We, the whole time we're going, what is this whole thing that we can't take his helmet off? It didn't yeah. make any sense to us until bo explained it, right? Mm-hmm. In the second I season. I just accepted that with as a Mandalorian code because my familiarity with the Mandalorians, but also mainly you never saw a Mandalorian really take a helmet off. Well, I, but again, if you'd, one, wa- right. if you'd watch Rebels and Clone Wars, you have. So, right. So that again, that's, but, but yeah, that, that's the thing is, you know, they're just, my point is there's aspects of it that only because people knew they missed something, did they complain about it? Otherwise you wait for the story to tell you. And I think it did do a good job of of letting people know what they needed to know. 
Well, two things to what uh, Ian said. Uh, first, uh, my wife loved the Harry Potter movies, never even turned a page in any of the books. And her friends who loved the books were like, oh, but did you not get this part? Or did, she's like, no, I didn't know it was missing. So, no, it was great. Right. I liked it. It was fun. Right. And right. I kind of split the difference because like Ian, I saw that Clone Wars movie in the theater, but I'm a little bit closer to Jonathan in that you know, it was on Cartoon Network and, you know, I, I don't even think I had a TiVo at the time. I had to remember <laughs> to set my VCR for Saturday morning. So I didn't see that much of it. When I saw it, I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. This character's cool. This one's cool. And then I'd miss whole seasons. And I checked out Rebels because I knew enough about it. And right away, I'm like, oh, wow, this is this is really the Disneyfication the start, that we've been warned Rebels about. Great. It was yeah. But at the same time, it was like we had a chopper. He's much more cartoony, you know, and I liked it. And then I was probably going to be turned off by uh, Rebels. But then Frank Oz was Yoda in an episode. I'm like, well, obviously, I have to stick around (laughs) because they're they're willing to do big stuff. I didn't see it through to the end. uh, Just, you know, again, keeping track of everything. But I enjoyed it. I had enough familiarity. I knew who Sabine was. I knew, you know, I, I, I knew who Chopper was. I knew all that. But we knew what happened in the finale, and because yeah. Ezra's fate and Thrawn's fate is yeah. is really pretty important. When you, if you don't watch Rebels going into the season, it's a major. I mean, it's what the season's roughly all about. Yeah, I yeah. think the first episode was kind of like that, you know, that first page in 70s and 80s Marvel comics where it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is probably somebody's first issue. All right. Mm-hmm. So here's who Reed Richards is. Here's who mm-hmm. Nihilus is. Uh, you know what? Forget Nihilus. You know, and it's like you try to just like, all right, we'll give you enough and then you'll figure it out. Or by the well, way, maybe you won't figure it out. I love that you use that analogy because I feel like, I don't know. I mean, I'm reading comics for so long, but, you know, I mean, all of us had to start somewhere. And that's the thing. I started collecting. I started read comics a bit in the 70s, but I started seriously collecting in like 82. And that was the thing. Mm. Back then, it's like you knew all the seminal stories. You had the references all the time. You knew the ex- exactly what the issues were. And personally, I went back and bought most of them. We're talking Marvel, right? Yeah. Marvel comics, they just, whether it was through exposition or it was a, a first page or what it was, they told you everything you needed to know whenever you jumped in. You know, I mean, if you started at X-Men at issue 160, you know, if you started Amazing Spider-Man issue 231, you know, it didn't matter because they told you what you needed to know. Well, I don't want to go off. uh, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole. But uh, to Ian's point, my first Uncanny X-Men was number 176. Scott Summers is on his honeymoon with Madeline Pryor and he fights a squid. Yeah. And that's there's late. like what yeah great there's like w- that's 1983 so there's one other page of like another story where like Wolverine's up to something with the Morlocks I'm like oh I want to know what happens with that page. but it's the least accessible uh, starting point but it was enough that it, it hooked me and I'm like well I want to see what happens next yeah I, I mean I, I, we can talk about the X Men all day maybe yeah. we should well, just yeah. do a and special X Men yeah, like the, those who who's the who is that one year artist Paul. Um, Paul Smith. Paul Smith. Paul Fantastic. Smith, like, yeah. Like, by this point, it was John was Romita stuff. Jr., but yeah. It, the Paul uh, Smith stuff was the stuff yeah. where I was like, this is this book's incredible. Yeah. It's so good-looking and amazing because well, it yeah. looked like the cartoon stuff as an but, artist for Ralph Bakshi. Uh, this stuff, um, Ian, I texted you during the second episode, which I watched you know, a few hours after the first one, and I was like, yo, that, so well, that scene rips. The scene, and we're talking about the scene where they pursue the uh Balin's apprentice to the shipping yard to the to the to the, where they're building the ships mm-hmm. and i was like 
oh, this is really clicking for me now. And yep. I got to tell you guys, looking at the entire series, uh, episode three leans a lot on some beats that we've we've got from New Hope. Things like coming out of uh, you know hyperspace into a, you know prematurely into an asteroid belt and a destroyed planet, toyed or and things like that, and then seeing like a su- new super weapon type of thing like that so stuff. Star but, Wars repeating beats. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you on that. But I uh, guys, from episode four on, I'm fully in love with this series. And Same. I surprised myself by the time we get to the far off new you know parallel galaxy and we meet Thrawn, even the Elon Musk of it all, when we're seeing the set pieces of that Star Destroyer and the zombified repaired with gold and shit like like stormtroopers. The scope of it feels amazing. And I'm like, okay, now Filoni's cooking with gas. This is what he is all about. And I got what the fanboy, the Filoni fanboy loyalists are all about. And I'm like, this is fun storytelling, regardless of what you think of acting, regardless of what you think of, like you said, Ian, repeat beats uh, and things. Yeah. It, I was so in. It was yeah, same, so awesome. Same. I have a couple quibbles, which we could talk about, but sure. generally love it. Love yeah. it. Um, for it, me, honestly, episode two on, I was like, I'm, I'm, this is just great. It's everything I wanted, you know? Everything um, I wanted. And, and again, we could always but, talk about the middle, that middle episode where you see the place between, you know, the, the, the four stuff. But where do you, where do you guys want to start? Like, Garrett, you guys, yeah. where do you guys want to uh, start with this? Because we're already well, 15 minutes in, but there's a lot to talk about. Yeah, I was going to say, um, my background, I didn't get to get to it before we were talking about X Men and Squids. Uh, my background <laughs> with, uh, with, Clone Wars, you know, I saw the I saw the Clone Wars film and I was probably more in the target demographic uh, being sure. that I was a younger, younger boy. Uh, sure. And I saw it with my mom. Hi, mom. She's probably watching right now. Um, <laughs> hey, you know, man. I saw that and then I watched Rebels live and I watched I watched Clone Wars, I watched Rebels, uh, all that. So going in, I think it was, you know, going in, I was always I, I wasn't going to be lost. I was kind of worried that my my mom and my girlfriend would be lost watching it. But, you know. As someone who went in, my girlfriend's only seen Rebels like kind of over my shoulder when I was rewatching it. She getting to watch it through her eyes was very interesting because she did immediately fall in love with characters. She thought Ahsoka was the most badass Jedi she'd ever seen. Um, and for me, I think that this series really I think at first I I didn't know what was the um what was the story we were trying to tell, not just fit things into continuity, set things up for the future. And I think around episode five, you know, when you're talking about uh, Ahsoka and Anakin in the world between worlds, I think for me, this series really kind of honed in on something and kind of connected with the Last Jedi's idea of failure is the greatest teacher. And I, I, I know a lot of people say that they don't understand what Ahsoka learned through the season or they don't understand what the show is trying to say. And I think it it's a continued rumination on this idea that failure is not a bad thing. You know, it, it can suck but you kind of have to get up dust yourself off and figure out what did i learn and not be defined by the master that came before you and you know she learns from anakin just because he failed just because he went down a dark path that does not mean it's her fault or that won't happen to her as well and so i think that was the strongest uh thing that the series i i really honed in on and i really connected with I think I that's thinking, a really strong episode to that episode, yeah. the, the Clone Wars throwback mm-hmm. episode with the warnings and the Vader imagery and the warnings so, that Ahsoka might follow down a, a dark path. I thought that stuff was awesome. It worked for me. It totally clicked. Uh, I think some of the issues people have, though, is Sabine's the driving force for the season. 
in a lot of ways. Even though it's called Ahsoka, Sabine, in she's got some great motivations. She wants to get to the uh, other galaxy where Ezra's the last, been lost to. She starts that in the very first episode. It's that's Sabine's goal, and Ahsoka is a little bit more. Let's watch. Let's let's kind of take things in like a more wise and Jedi way. Mm. And if it's called Ahsoka, but Sabine is the most active character, I can see how that's frustrating for people. But when has this not just been a gang of science fiction like characters all on a ride together? That's you right. Know? And I mean, look again. That episode, of the world between worlds, is. I mean, it's it's all Ahsoka and so mm. much about her journey. And I think it's very much about her choice to either accept things or to fight and to, and to live, right? I mean, Plot-wise, it was... doesn't throw the football very far down the field because there's not a lot, because she's she's in a state of, like, hibernation underneath the water or this and that. Right. That being said, character-wise, it is a battle with herself wondering if she is going to follow this dark path. I thought that Vader stuff was awesome. Yeah, yeah I thought it was great. Yeah, I think um, without so... that... Oh, yeah, I was just going to say that... Um... I know that a big, and you see it a lot with how Peridia is designed, a big, in the same way that George Lucas pulled a lot from Kira Kurosawa, Akira Kurosawa, and he pulled from Westerns, things like that. It is very apparent, and it has been apparent for a long time, that Tolkien and C.S. Lewis are really big inspirations for Dave Filoni. And I think that episode being the, the moment when Ahsoka goes from being Ahsoka the Grey to Ahsoka the White, I think... I think that episode is central to the plot because without that development, I don't think she's as in tune with herself to use the Pergil as their their way because she was just going to use the map like Thrawn and they were, they were going to use yeah. In the Pergil and, 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 and Space Whales, yeah. But, 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 yeah. But, but, but that analogy for Gandalf, is, I think, is very on point. Mm-hmm. You know, um, she had conflict and even conflict with, with Sabine, with how she yeah. was dealing with Sabine, you know. Um, the Ahsoka before that would have had a much harder time with, with, with Sabine's choice. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, Sabine gives herself to the enemy. Yeah. And the enemy destroys the map, so there is no continuation. Uh, and, and I have to say, and it sort of reminds me a bit of like, you know... Or no so following, many, sorry, yeah. No, over the years, you know, we, we've all, and I want to get into this in a different aspect, but, you know, the ending to, to Return of the Jedi, it's always like the... Oh, well, okay. Darth Vader's killed all these people, but at the end, he kills the Emperor. He's fully redeemed. He gets to go to heaven and be an angel. You know, it's like, I mean, every, so many people have been like, wait, what? You know, that's it? You know, he's just, now he's just fine. You know, one well, after the If you go all, by the special okay. editions, he gets to be young again, too. You know? Right, right. You know, the, the original theatrical cut, he was an old man, but now it's like, well, but look how yeah. handsome you are now. See? It makes up yeah, for hey, everything. Exactly. It makes up for all those rebels you killed at the end of Rogue One. Well, by the way, it's not, it's not just a special edition. It's that's canon. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. But uh, you know, know, my my so, my 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 heart uh, appreciates that that actor's name was Sebastian Shaw. But anyway, go ahead. Well, you know, well, here, if, if you read the books, oh, I was just going to add. If you read the books, it is actually canon that he goes back and forth between looking like Sebastian Shaw and looking like Hayden Christensen. That is I a canon that. bit. I like it. I, I think the point is, it, it, exactly, e- even in that episode of Ahsoka, it's how he's seeing himself, right? And, yeah. and, and I, I want to I discuss what exactly that is, who that is, is that Anakin, and particularly from what we get in that last shot, you know, of uh, the last episode. But, um, you know, the, the, the duality thing is really interesting. The, the purity of, of motive is interesting to me. What Ahsoka's looking to do, you know, um, and, and, and what, what that's all about 
this show ended in a place of going I definitely did not expect. And obviously everyone's talking about those three episodes of Clone Wars, you know, mm -hmm. about the overarching, you know, idea of what the force is and what's going on. Um, I'm fascinated by the fact that they ended it there. And that's the whole Balin Skull um, plot story, what he's looking yeah. for. You know, I, I, th I find that I never expected that. Honestly, if nothing else, that makes it important that this is Ahsoka. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you talk about it being, was this a bean show? No. At the end there, it's very much and can only be Ahsoka on this journey because of what happened to Ahsoka. Previously, I get it. We have people that only seen the live version haven't seen it. But it's Ahsoka had this experience with Anakin. Very and specifically. Yeah. yeah, but but very specifically, she was Anakin's Padawan. You know, that is so important. That means so much more than just any random Jedi. That even that as whatever Ezra did there, and as great as Ezra is in his Ezra way, didn't do anything. He sat around with the, the, right. the Nodi while Thrawn put his troops he together. The Nodi. He protected exactly. the Nodi. <laughs> You he see all those dog tags? These chainmails made out of dog tags. He's so, like so, grilling. So, by by the way, the there's a reference that, you know, one of my disappointments, one of the things that disappointed me about the show is, you know, they give you pieces, I get it, it's a show, but there's a lot missing that we don't understand about what happened with Thrawn there and Ezra and the Night Sisters. And like, but like for instance, those stormtroopers that had the red on them, well, I figured they were going to be zombies to begin with. Same. Same. So then, people so had then problems why did she with have zombie... to be reanimated? Yeah. yeah. So tell people... me Ezra blew up and killed a bunch of them, and that's what he has going for him is the zombies. So that was one of those places I was like, well, wait, what? Tell I me take that one zombies. back. I actually thought they were repairs to the armor, not to dead stormtroopers. I thought those were armor okay. repair over having been in be. this derelict galaxy for so that long. Could be, that could be. In the same way that the Star Destroyer was completely re like repaired, and I was like, guys, th the scope on that Star Destroyer showing Fantastic. up was fucking awesome. Uh, real quick, Abe uh, Duenius over in South Carolina says, Ahsoka is taking the universe into the dark arts. Feels like it's becoming Magic the Gathering. Uh, it's always been sci-fi fantasy. So this has yeah. always had a place in it. You know? Uh, yeah, and, and, this isn't and again, Star Trek. This is sci-fi so, fantasy. So here's the thing. You know, particularly Clone Wars. For anyone that's a Star Wars fan that hasn't watched Clone Wars, you know, the, the thing I've said to most people about it when I say you really should watch this is Filoni got his hands on it and he redeemed the prequels. He yeah. makes them work. He they expound on so many ideas because in, in a similar fashion to what I'm saying about Ahsoka, you have that same issue with the prequels. There's so much story that isn't on the screen. There's so much about, I mean, in particular, the transition of, for Anakin going dark. You mm -hmm. see it happening over the course of Clone Wars. In particular, you see exactly what Palpatine did in manipulating the Jedi and putting him in these, in these trying situations that just slowly more and more tainted them. You know, took them away from what they were supposed to be as, you know, true guardians, you know, and, you know, instead, you know, being soldiers. It's not what Jedi is supposed to be. Hmm. So he tainted right. the light side, in particular Anakin. Um, is that a strike so against the prequels that they... Yeah, or, listen, or thin it, in that way. I mean, or is it, it, it or is it, it a boon to the fact that Lucasfilm is was was a, like one of the very first companies that did the whole transmedia across multiple outlets? I mean, the, the Clone Wars is almost if the you really want to have an, if, 
if, if you want to enjoy like, the prequels, Clone Wars really is kind of like you kind of have to watch it. Th- no, I, I think it, that. Yeah. But the problem yeah. is they made it later. So, you know, right. and, and, and yeah, Lucas I mean, is well, involved. But it's not revisionism. Yeah, it feels yeah. like filling in no. the blanks, right? That's it doesn't right. feel yeah, entirely like revisionism. It doesn't necessarily contradict anything. It existed because no. Lucas wanted to flesh out that era. Yes. And he's, you know, it, you listen to Dave Filoni talk about it. Yes, there, he did have a lot of, you know, he was, that was when he was full on his Padawan, but yep. you listen to stories, a lot of the times he would literally say they'd be walking in the hall and George would randomly go, oh yeah, Darth, uh, Darth Maul's coming back, and he would go, figure it out, <laughs> and then he, they, I think recently I heard the anecdote that Dave Filoni wa- was late to a meeting, and when he walked in, the meeting was George explaining Mortis to the whole crew, and like, who yeah. was going to be writing it, like, he he was like, okay, this is what we're gonna do next. Is yeah, and that was George's all idea. It's all George. They come all from George. George. Yes, the one. And what's down. great is like, you know, all the fans are like thinking that Disney bought George's idea and was like, peace, thank you, we're gonna run with it. But there, we still have Lucas ideas, especially yeah. here, like this Mortis stuff. Can you explain it? And going forward, folks, if we talk about the Nodi, yes, we're talking about the E Rocks. The little turtle guys. Uh, I like. I, I don't know. I haven't read that anywhere else. I'd like to know that. I, I'd like everybody to know that I coined that term. The Ewoks, uh, the little turtle snail Ewoks, as Delacom says in the comments. Uh, they are the Ewoks, and they're my favorite characters next to Balin in this season because I love little cute animals like that. They're the best. Same Anybody who uses saying. a slingshot is the best. Okay. Ian, I think we got to explain the Mortis thing to people who did not watch. So, so listen, Clone let, Wars. Let, 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 let's Mainly talk about it. Well, we Christian. should talk about it anyway because we need to talk about <laughs> what we were given there to, right. to you know, to in any ways, you know, postulate on where they're going with it. Absolutely, because you sent me an article that I thought was really valuable in explaining it because I just thought the ending of this season was scope with the Balin stuff, and I thought it was really cool, and I thought it was beautiful imagery, and I was still in it to win it because I enjoy this season so much. But the but when I started reading about the Mortis stuff, I was like, "Wow, this is cool!" Again, Look, rest in, in peace, in Ray essence, Stevenson. Essence: There's three episodes of the Clone Wars. They're kind of trippy. Obi Wan, Ahsoka, and Anakin go through a is it a portal, a black hole, whatever? They go in and they end up in what they believe to be a different dimension, whatever, and this planet Mortis, and they encounter three beings. You know, the father, the son, and the daughter. And the son represents the dark side. The daughter represents the light side. And the father represents the balance. He's the one that basically keeps the peace. And, and it's basically this whole thing that the father's aware that Anakin, you know, is supposedly the prophesied, you know, balance. And basically the idea is that he wants Anakin to stay there and take his place because he's going to die hmm. or go away. And, yes. and over the course of it, Ahsoka gets killed and the daughter gives her life force to bring her back to life. And um, Anakin is actually shown his future as Darth Vader by the son, straight up shown it and believed, you know, believing he'd be alive. But of course, the audience knows he's actually shown the actual true future. Mm-hmm. Okay. And given a choice to stay. And ultimately they don't stay and their memories are wiped. But an aspect of the daughter, the Mirai, which is this owl thing, um, continually go from then on appears to Ahsoka like it's throughout Clone Wars and Rebels. Yes. Wow. That's cool. And so so back in the episode of Mandalorian the Jedi, you see the Mirai. In the tree where she's training where he where he goes that's so cool. Guys, that's so cool. I'm and you see I I read a lot of articles about this stuff and I didn't catch that in any of the articles that that was a Mirai. And Mirai's in the last episode of the Clone Wars as well where Vader 
we uh, spoilers uh there is a a time jump around the time when vader is in his full armor and he finds a lightsaber that he gave to ahsoka and flying above him is morai the convoy and then morai also appears a few times in star wars rebels and so when you saw it in mandalorian you were losing your mind like yeah oh shit that's so fucking cool I yelled about it in the the finale of Ahsoka. My girlfriend had no idea. She was like, it's "Just it's an owl thing." I was like, "Mora!" I was like, "The car." Yeah. And, and not uh, only that, yeah. but Ian, going back to what you told us about Anakin being told by the father that he needed to replace him as the balance between the the son and the daughter in this episode, the father is the statue Balin's standing on That's at right. the end of the season, and then That's you right. see Mirai, and you see the look from of kind of acceptance. Yeah. And, and, uh, and from let, Anakin there. The let's, let, one second. Let's talk about what Balin says his whole motivation is. He's okay. tired of the back and forth. Because if you think about Star Wars history, it's, okay, the Jedi are sort of in power. The Sith are sort of in power. And it just keeps going back and forth. He's tired of the back and forth. Oh, he he would have loved the sequel trilogy. That. He would have loved the sequel trilogy. <laughs> so, he would have been the biggest fan. When she says, I'm, exactly. Pal- I'm Palpatine or Skywalker at the end, he would have been like, Right, he would have done the Leonardo DiCaprio point at the screen and been like, "Awesome, it's done." But, but that's exactly the point. He wants to end that because I mean, are we going again? It's just, it's this way, it's that way. Who's in power? Who's not in power? You know. So, so how would he do that? You know, if he's actually going to, the, there's a theory out there essentially that I'm sorry, Ian, can you repeat that you're looking to take the place of the father. You're chopping up on us. You're chopping up on us. If you want to repeat that real quick, sorry. Oh. Um, that, that there's a theory about Balin taking the place of the father and theoretically Ahsoka taking the place of the daughter and maybe Shin takes the place of the son. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. Apprentice. It's Which an cool. idea that I could see them at, at least, you know, um, exploring with all of them there, still there, right? So yeah. that, that's an interesting idea. And when it ends up being idea, Ezra, are people going to be ticked? Well, Ezra's gone. So it's know, not going to be Ezra. So the bigger idea, though, it doesn't. Is, does it have to happen on this planet? Well, that's what we don't know. I mean, is the this more pointing to something? Yeah, the stat. The right. in, in a similar way in Star Wars Rebels, there was a painting of the father that eventually pointed to the portal that Ezra used to get to the world between worlds. The yes. the statue. What Balin is standing on his hand. And he's pointing, and if you see off in the distance, there's something flickering on a mountaintop. It's the Eye of Sauron. Um, and so it, we know he's there is a goal, a destination, whether that takes you to Mortis, whether it's another obelisk that you go into, whether Peridia is revealed as Mortis, I we don't know. But Raymond Russell in the comments says they were in Rebels to write the, yes. the mural that opens some yes. sort of Lothwolf the world gateway. Or the, yeah. yeah, the yeah, cool, cool. Okay, Raymond's with you. Uh, Christian and I are catching up. Uh, yeah, well, that's guy, actually what I wanted to jump in with, Jonathan, because you know, you and I, we've it's gone on record as cool. not being as caught up. It, it is cool, <laughs> that's and it's right. interesting. But the show, I don't give a shit. I was going to say, the show cool. works on the level of like, oh, this is a really cool yeah. story. Oh, that means something, but it doesn't take away from the show. You know, yeah, I think yeah, that there are a couple of there's that. a couple of leaps. A really good friend of mine who's only watched live action stuff. He texted me after the episode uh, with the space whales. He's like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. He's like, I'm so angry. Don't be friends with that guy anymore. Well, he was best man at my wedding. I kind of have to. Okay, but, well. But I no, just, I, so, but I think that that's like the, the one person that I heard that from. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. Because for All the most part. the same. Space yeah. whales, I'm out. And yeah, he stayed right, it, exactly. You know? Wait, that was your first marriage, though. If you get married <laughs> no. again, I'll do it. 
<laughs> okay, yeah, that's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> and then we can erase that guy. <laughs> right, Space exactly. whales are cool, man. We learned that from from way of water, Ahsoka. Like Rebels, Farscape, like whales. if you don't have whales or these right? E-Rocks in there, then like you're not really doing sci-fi. I'm sure Star Trek's done it at some point. X-Men did, did it with the with the yeah. they did it with Discovery with the spore drive. So, yeah, tell that yes. to your best yeah. man. Not so you know tell it to Piacon. He, yeah, that guy's fourth <laughs> best man now. <laughs> right, exactly. That guy's you guys stories. Are, you He's guys are worried best three. man at this yeah. point. Yeah. All right, getting back to it. Now that I'm getting over my anger at whale. <laughs> Okay. Well, no, no. Well, the, the, point, the point that Christian well, made that I think is really valid is okay, great, sure. You know, Garrett and I get this on a different level, and we're we're totally getting the Easter eggs, or at least where they're leading. But it's okay if you didn't get it because it's sort of a cool, interesting thing that calls back so many other classic, you know, um, stories. You know, I mean, go. You know, it's Joseph Campbell storytelling, right? Mm-hmm. That's what Lucas loved anyway. And you know what? So great. In the next season, you'll see this journey. You'll see what this is. And that's fine. Will there be a next season, Ian? Well, that's the thing is, I mean, you know. Because I, I, I intentionally did not today. call this Ahsoka season one special I, because this is now part of a fabric over there at the Disney Plus shows that involves Mandalorian, it involves Boba Fett, possibly. The, it involves everything. The, this was up written this for movie. there to be a season two. It doesn't guarantee it. Okay. But this was not written as a one-off because... If Ahsoka and Ezra, you know, got, uh, you know, and and Sabine all got back at the end of episode eight, this was just a setup thing. It's, it, it, you know, a bridge to what's next, which Thrawn's back, and it's that movie. Right. But no, we don't get, I mean, we get an there, there's nowhere else here. we get what happened to Ahsoka if it isn't season two. Right. She and Sabine are stranded yeah. on this far off planet with the Ewoks. And you know, we we ha- I mean, I I think it's so cool, man. And I want to see I want to see a Mandalorian season dealing with the the appearance of Thrawn. I want to see well, how how the appearance of Thrawn shifts things in the underworld that maybe Bovet has to deal with to give him a goal beyond civil planning. Like I want I, I to think see we talked all that about stuff. this when we talked about the Mandalorian, which is you know, I mean, look, the ending of that Mandalorian season i was really surprised that they resolved the mandalorian called civil war you know moff getting all that stuff so quickly i did not think wow going into season three that that would be it you know um and then and my feeling was the setup at the end there was they basically turned the presumed next season the mandalorian into the rangers of the new republics show that they ended up not doing and that's fine and that's cool i think that could be a really cool show so I, I agree. My, my feeling is that I think we're still, you know, a season or two of maybe every one of those shows talking about maybe Boba Fett, certainly Mandalorian and Ahsoka before you get the Thrawn movie. That's and my possibly opinion. a Space Rangers or whatever it's called show. I don't think we're getting that show. That I, think they, they, yeah. I think they've moved right. that show. You think into that's Mandalorian. Mandalorian season three. Yeah. yeah. Four. Four. Or four. Four. Yeah. Um, Raymond Russell is saying, hey, Geekscapists. This felt like the next season of Rebels. Also, don't sleep on Rebels. It's I don't think great. any of us intend on sleeping on Rebels. Like that is that was really revered when it came out. People really loved it. Um, you, you, you know, and all that stuff is on Disney Plus. And has James sometimes Earl I Jones. watch that stuff. Yeah, uh, guys. Speaking of appearances of stuff like that, when Anthony Daniels reprised his role as C three PO in that surprise uh, appearance, I think in episode six or seven, like your heart leaps out of your chest, episode right? Seven. Yeah, that was great. 
And it was and, fun, even if it well, was like, hey, look, what's look, C-3PO doing here? It's a little bit of a, you know, DSX uh, Machina to get out of that situation. But uh, see that, we didn't see care. It. We got Anthony Daniels back as C-3PO. Forget, forget the DSX Machina of it. I don't actually agree with you there. Only, well, I that mean, Leia sends it, 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 it sort of is, but because the question becomes, where the hell is Leia? And unfortunately, wow. it was great to get 3PO because you can't get Leia. I, and that I, is the if, problem. If they the had movie. given us, if they had given us CGI AI Leia, I, I, I that would be a very conversa- different conversation right. right now. Giving us I, C3PO was perfect. It's like, yeah, yeah right. you know, but it, 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 it's sort of going like Leia can't be there. Why couldn't you go on? You know, she could be on a holo vid and and beam in. You know, but no, they didn't do that because. Can I she, she well just to to answer Ian's question and then uh, Garrett of course uh, but mm. uh, she had already gone over her roaming minutes on her data plan right. so she couldn't film one and I'm sorry go ahead oh no you're good I I'm curious because I I've just been getting a lot of people's opinion on this recently um, obviously we're building to this movie where you know the the Imperial Remnant versus the New Republic do you think that there's going to be a point where they kind of have to address the Luke Skywalker, the Han yes. Solo, the Leia. That's exactly of it where all. I was going with that. Yeah. And I'm curious because there's been a, a debate, and I think I lean way towards one side than the other, is the idea of recasting, recasting. those characters. Because I'm I'm personally I do not want the the deep fakes anymore. I don't want the I don't want the CG faces. I don't understand. I I think this show showed a perfect example of you can use, you know, like for Mon Mothma. We just, you know, it, it yeah. didn't break anything that we have an actress that has played her primarily in prequel storytelling now being the sequel storytelling. I think and I, go- I, 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 yeah. I told Ian when she showed up here, I went to IMDb and I said, Ian, she's been playing this character since episode three. Yeah. yeah. And she's awesome. Yeah. She in Rebels too. And she played O'Reilly. it through Rebels. She played it in, obviously in Andor and she played mm-hmm. it here. She'll probably be in the movie. I was like, wait. <laughs> yeah. Guys, this has been twenty plus years, and she's been playing. My, has she been playing my Mothma this whole time? Yeah. Episode yeah. three on, and and it's it's awesome. And I don't hear her get the the, the kudos. I think she, this actress deserves. She's really great. Oh, at it. I love she her. Was and, great yeah, in Andor, great. one of the high like, yeah. incredible yeah. performances. That being said, when we do merge these things, obviously we have Luke Skywalker in the in the Mandalorian stuff already. But when, when this stuff ultimately merges. Uh, do we need those characters that much? Do we need look, the presence of the Luke look, and Leia and Han that much? You know, it, it's really weird to not see them. Obviously, depends. They don't need to be the onus of the. I wouldn't want them to be the main characters. No, I would. Right. I yeah. just think it. It's like with Mandalorian season two. At a point, you needed Luke Skywalker to come in when you have this Imperial remnant that have an army. Like at some point, those characters. And there's a dark saber years, out. Yeah, yeah. It's like at a point. I'm not, you know, I and I've gone back and forth people on this. It's not so much that I'm just I'm dying for I have enough I Luke Skywalker is my favorite Star Wars character. I have plenty of Luke Skywalker stories. I'm just saying I just think it's too many hoops are having right. to be jumped right. through. I think you just acknowledge them he, and then the yeah, starts they, to force gump a little scenes, bit. You know. Yeah. That, I don't want him in that the being shows said, but in that movie, yeah. If it's to the uh, amount that they have used them in the disney plus shows especially like guys i loved the opening of the fourth or or, or whatever the this most recent indiana jones 
I thought the, yeah, the, the, the aging. I thought they did great. Job. I, I did that's too. awesome. If it's on that level, guys, yeah, I'll take but... those characters back. Yeah, I'll take them back because well, I thought yeah, the opening it, that it was Indiana a very Jones big budgeted movie though. Awesome. Yes. This yeah, will be yeah. a big budget well, this movie. This will not be on Disney Plus. This will Look, be, in a sense, something that can probably give fans like uh, a closure that they can get to that story without having to visit the sequels. Lay is going to be the problem, obviously. You know. Because you can do you can do it with Han, you can do it with Luke. It's going to be also harder Harrison is not coming back even for a CG face. He's, he's right, but that's back. what I'm saying, man. That Indiana yeah, Jones is awesome. Um, get, what's was, his name? Get I, get uh, get get the guy Aaron Reich. Bring all Aaron yeah, Reich, please, please. I'm begging. Pay good. your actors and bring back all the Aaron Reich. Don't you and like I, him? I thought he was great. I love him. Pay your actors. Yeah. And no, bring I, him back. sorry. Just for for the layman, you're talking about the actor in Solo, right? Yes. I thought yes. he was great. Yeah, I yeah, I, I, I like that. Movie. I, I like that movie better than a lot of other Star Wars movies that have come out in the years around it. I won't. Look, name I love Solo, but I, I thought he was great. In that Coen Brothers movie, he's fucking awesome too. Yeah, he, great. Here's the, great. here's the thing about about those characters. Do they need to be in a Thrawn movie? I mean, notwithstanding the original ideas behind Thrawn, you know, the whole idea of a lays in the background. You know, if it was only a military fight movie, maybe not. Now you bring the Night Sisters in, it's full on for stuff. I mean, how do you do it without Luke? Mm. You know, it doesn't really line up. Luke has to be in that fight, right? Mm. Yeah, you just have Mara Jade come in. Would be awesome. And listen, it's Filoni. <laughs> and Dash Rendar. You're joking. Kyle Katarn. Listen, Joker Filoni's already done. Everyone's hungry for all these things. And Filoni, he has a list. You know, don't Good. be surprised. Good because I grew up on that stuff for real. Guys. I know like, I'm saying nobody and, talked and, to me in middle school too. and high school. I was straight <laughs> up playing my my like Dark Empire one and two with the original Dark you know troopers, Luke and I love that stuff. Look, I when, still when Thrawn, love all that stuff. When Luke. Thrawn showed up in Rebels, and suddenly Thrawn is now canon again, you know, and for us to now end up here where Filoni, what Filoni has done is he's literally gone done the the full circle of getting to it's now heir to the Empire. That's what it is with Night Sisters. And I was annoyed when he used the Heir to the Empire title as an episode title because I was like, come on, man, leave something sacred. But that being said, that's the point. Rock and roll, rock and roll, because I kind of wanted Heir to the Empire to be the and, name of the and movie. And Jonathan, and the head Night Sisters, Claudia Black. Yeah. Yeah, you had to point that out because the makeup is so intensive on those Night Sisters, but it, I couldn't unsee it right. as I Once went you forward. Knew, you couldn't, yeah. And I love it. Because Farscape is the greatest science fiction ever created. Don't be wrong about that. Geekscape <laughs> named after Farscape. Uh, somebody, Delcom, I think in response to your best man, who's really getting wrecked across the coals, uh, Delcom says, listen, I'll buy into these wizard samurai monks running around with their light swords fighting mythic evil, but space whales, I'm out. Uh, Raymond Russell says, can we get chi- some chiss? Hmm. Uh and so he got says, one thrown. Yeah. For, exactly. for a, I want some Yusuf and Amiri too, because I think that's a, that you can solve the Night Sisters so, real fast by tossing a couple well, worms at so, those little so snake I, guys at them. I, I want to say there's some people. I, I wonder how did that Thrawn being so brilliant play to people that didn't know that character so well? Because for me, I'm forgiving a lot like it's Thrawn and he's, he's a step ahead of everything. But mm. I do feel like some people are like, all right, whatever. Like he didn't do anything. You know, he stranded their asses. Yeah, right. How he like, didn't he detect, ahead. how he didn't just stomp them. It wasn't bad as sure, he, he didn't care. He's like, you know what? I'm going to go now. Yeah, I was kind of surprised that he overlooked Ezra coming aboard and all that. But if he has a plan for Ezra, 
I don't think he we does. don't know. I, I think it. He just right. That. Okay. So that was a run. I was a little surprised they gave us that so quickly. Like, it's like they didn't even show us how, but fine. He's in Stormtrooper uniform and he took a shuttle. But I, I was sure. surprised they just did it just like that. Like, okay. Yeah. And I knew as soon as it was coming, that's who it was. But yeah. I was a little surprised by that. Um, Chris Fallon says, I was disappointed that Zeb didn't appear, yeah. especially yeah. since the Rangers showed up. You're right. The it's Rangers fair. showed up in yes. that episode seven. Yeah. We didn't get him yet, but we know he's out there and he will, you know, it all come together. And, mm-hmm. and I think, that, again, that's my point. I think the way it's set up, the Ranger show is now Mandalorian with the Rangers, and that's mm-hmm. kind of cool. And which can also be Zeb, a Boba Fett season. Yeah, or, or or bring them together, whatever you know, or or you know whether you do another season of Book of Boba Fett or just have Boba Fett fall back into it. Obviously, that's the universe, and they're all going to be in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I really wanted to see a Boba Fett. Fin- I mean, we talked about the Boba Fett finale. Go back and listen to that episode. Geeks gave us. I thought that bringing back the bounty hunters from empire would have been a great finale whenever she said hey go get us some backup and you suddenly yeah. you started seeing like bosk and people ig88 yeah. show up i would have been like oh this is a party Zook we got the magnificent seven of bounty hunters in yeah, like a God. showdown right here yeah get <laughs> all those guys well, that, well, well, that would have well, been by a the sick way ending to you know speaking of things that not everyone watches or reads you know the the current marvel comics are canon yeah and has all of those characters you know, yeah, popping yeah. up all over the place uh delcom says for a related unrelated question for the group do we ever get a chiss ascendancy ascendancy series further down the line give me star wars game of thrones west wing please sounds really cool the answer is no yeah it would have to be a <laughs> series and i think the series guys like on these disney plus series is this uh is this a kind of like going down in popularity and what reward is it like a declining reward here for disney to be making these things I think that uh, Ahsoka is not that she's really a fringe character, but you have to think about what they were. You got a Mandalorian, which is okay. It's sort of like Boba Fett. Boba Fett's yeah. a big name. Obi-Wan's a big name. Andor was definitely like, all right, you're going to have to come along with us for this ride. And the series was great. So people forget. Yeah, word of mouth, yeah, I think, definitely. I think once you get beyond Ahsoka, it's like, all right, but who are the big characters that you can do? And I mean, you know, if, if they were to actually spend time with Thrawn just about him, I want to shout out uh, Lars Mikkelsen uh, who portrays Fantastic. him. What I to circle back on this idea of how we don't really see him do anything. It's kind of like what I thought the first time I saw return of the Jedi, where the Imperial guard, the guys in red mm-hmm. never did anything in the whole movie. And you're like, Oh, that's because they're the most badass ones on that death star that uh, if they need to, <laughs> and yeah. we get to see a variation on that yeah. later in, in subsequent uh, canon. Yeah. But, and, and it just like watching him, you know, just his, his underplaying the reaction. It's almost like Ian McDermott as Senator Palpatine, you know, underplaying mm. everything, no big reactions. And just like, Oh, you, she was Padawan to Anakin Skywalker. Interesting. You know, mm. which mm-hmm. is like, playing it that way it's like it's such a big crazy reaction for us you know to be like okay now he's connecting the dots let's see uh, i i don't know i think that those are the sort of things we're more likely to get but uh yeah i mean i'm not going to pretend i know what that uh, person in the chat asked for like i there are like of that yeah there's a whole line of canon timothy zahn has come back and written thrawn uh he, he wrote a thrawn trilogy one of those features thrawn and anakin skywalker uh, and then he wrote another one, Chiss Ascendancy. And actually, those books, they there is a, in the Star Wars fandom, which I try to only keep myself to the positive uh, <laughs> p- uh, counts and stuff like that. Um, there is Good a little luck. bit of friction with yeah. depictions. All so three people. people. 
people, Filoni's version of Thrawn and Zahn's version of Thrawn, a lot of ons, uh, they clash a little bit. I know that that is something that some people, uh, there's there's a little friction, I guess, that some people have. But. Well, yeah, because there was, you know, what Zahn did was the original thing, and then that became not canon. And I mean, to me, give Filoni credit for at least bringing it in. And well, his, his canon, I'm just saying his canon books paint Thrawn in a very different light. And then, How so? This well, didn't feel enti- yeah, but this didn't it, feel no, entirely no, no, different a, than what I was reading new, in the Zon books. There's new Thrawn books. There are I the only new, the new I Thrawn re- books are fitting into current canon now. There, yeah, starting around when Rebels brought him in season three, Zon wrote right. a new book that was just called Thrawn, and then Thrawn Alliances, okay, I and that. I can't remember what the third yeah. one. Um, but how are the how are they different than the Thrawn that we knew? How is this not just his crusade is much more painted as he's only working with the Empire to help the Chiss ascendancy, and he is painted more of a sympathetic character. And then when he shows up in Rebels, he is a lot more like, you know, and even in the show, he says, long live the Empire. He's a lot more like, we're doing this for the Empire. And so there some, but then some people think that he isn't a villain. He is a villain. Ultimately, he falls in a similar way to Anakin. Um, but there is some friction in, in what he is necessarily fighting for, whether he yeah. is so allegiant to the Empire that he would say something like, long live the Empire, things like that. See, see my take is, because I knew some of that, and like there was also there was a comic, you know, from yes, background. Yes, it adapted one of that, those. That, yes. That's canon. And mm-hmm. my feeling is that's what he's saying. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that's all he is, and that's all that's yes. going on. Yeah, that's what yeah. we're seeing. Yeah. Say, I wish some people would. Too. Yes, yeah, I agree. I wish some people would think. I think too often. Uh, who who would have thought that the internet would have so many snap uh, reactions? Right. I think some people right. miss the nuance, and some line. I think lines get picked to death because a lot of people like. I mentioned with the Anakin and Ahsoka thing, Anakin saying, um, I'm to paraphrase, like you're, you aren't a failure because I wasn't a failure so, or something like that. People picked that up and said like, Oh, well he's just saying, because he's like, she's has no agency. She has no, he's saying that, Oh, because I'm great. You're great because I taught you. And that's not what he's saying. He's saying I'm more than my failures. You're more than your failures, but sure. yeah, because, People just want to make a snap reaction. They don't read into the nuance. But I think he's to me, he's the character that's playing chess. Like ultimately, Mm -hmm. like yes, he plays chess. Yes, and and that's how I thought about him back in middle school when I read the 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 Zon books. And he is still very much depicted as the character in all the stories Mm -hmm. from it. You know, whether it's canon or not canon, Thrawn is the character that plays chess while everybody else is playing checkers. That's what I love about him. It's so much fun, and he doesn't have superpowers. He's an imperial who is an alien who grew like built himself up as a tactician to the point where yeah. he was respected by people who were incredibly racist against alien yes. like yes. A- a- alien races and did not give yeah. them promotions to the level that Thrawn achieved. That's right. Which is just a credit to how much of a badass he no, is. He, 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 I cannot wait to see tactician. it in the fucking movie. Let's go. Well, but by the way, that's what's great about the last season of Rebels is you see Thrawn. He's just decimating them and the only reason they don't beat him ezra sacrificed himself just to get thrown off the board that's that's what i got from this yeah i'm in um facebook user over here who has not registered with Streamyard, so we don't see his name says uh have you talked about the koopas the little turtle people yeah dude they're my favorite characters all london talked about 
Guys, I talked <laughs> about the I totally talked about the Erocs for like 20 minutes. Uh Delicom says we'll know what direction if we ever get uh Eli Vanto cameo in the upcoming shows. Who is that, Garrett? Eli Vanto? He is um he is the ensign that is assigned to Thrawn when he starts to acclimate to the Empire. So he he's kind of his guide, but also he becomes like a close friend and confidant. Many people have wanted to see him be brought Human into character. The live action. Yes, yeah. He's he oh, helps great. Thrawn start to they learn from each other. Um, but he's, he's trying like a to help him into the Kind of. No, Bifortuna as, took his own fucking as, place. No, Bifortuna is yeah. a jerk. He saw his chance and he took it. Mm-hmm. And then he started eating um, too much. <laughs> Bifortuna was pretty good. As, as we would him. all do if we took Yeah, over. totally. Was, I'd be yeah. eating so many frogs by the time I got to that throne. <laughs> uh, Ian, you were going to say something. Sorry. So I feel like, you know, I don't think we talked enough about Morgan Owl's path. Mm-hmm. Yes, she was awesome. Great. Um, yeah, I mean, of course. But what do you need a sword awesome. for if you have witch powers? Right? My feeling was, so Ahsoka well, ends up sword. with that sword. Oh, I feel like they created that sword because it has to come into play later. Well, that it sword a, is from yeah. Clone Wars. Yeah, I mean. Oh, then this the sword. Can, yeah, the, the sword of Talzin, she, Mother Talzin, who the, car- the sword is named after, right. she fought Mace Windu with that very sword. So it's just kind of I'm like saying, so I, th- I think that, but, but the, the need for having it, I feel like it's because now, now Ahsoka has it, right? Mm. Presumably, um, yeah. She lost a lost a blade, so right. Make up for yeah. it, yeah. Uh, so Raymond Russell that, thinks that's interesting. He says it's easier though. <laughs> he says because flaming sword, flaming right. sword. It's the same reason. It's the same reason why. Why do Jedi need laser swords if they can do all these miraculous yeah. things at the force? They can force push. It's, it's they can hard. force it's, lift. Force Ezra throw, said, "Hey, I don't need it. I'm good." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know? uh, I like it. <laughs> I love uh, that meme. I sent you guys that meme about, you know, like it was right out of uh, Ray and Luke. You where he tosses being... the lightsaber? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but we knew Luke was going to do that the second the set that episode eight started. I was like, he's tossing that lightsaber because, I mean, because that, you know, we knew that the, the director was going to try and shake things up, which I thought was great. I love that. The great thing about episode eight is it really tries to, to to change the board up whether or not you think it succeeds or fails. Or I don't think it entirely succeeds right, or fails. I, I, I think I it's just go too off on a tangent about episode eight right now. But guys, here, I, but about. here, this is what I liked about it. It felt like the familiar, but it also felt like some really fresh stuff. And well, ultimately, yes. I think whether or not you're making Star Wars, it has to move. And this stuff moved. The fight in the trees with the, the ninja yeah. shadow fight in the trees. That was awesome. Like, I thought guys, it was really this, cool stuff. Listen, this I saw those last sit. episodes on the big screen with, with, with yeah, at the DGA with a you know, great you know audience. The DP was there, chatted with her about a bunch of stuff. By the way, um, the, the episode that you love so much with all the, the Clone Wars stuff in it, she did it all practical. They were mad at her. She got a lot of grief about it. And they didn't shoot that on the volume. Yeah. No, oh, they wanted awesome. her to use the volume and she didn't. Love she it. Got, she, she got with in all the smoke and everything. It's awesome. Yeah. Don't no, no. Yeah. The volume is great and everything. Awesome. Come on, guys. We can't yeah. just go, all go volume like that. Oh, that I love that episode. I thought it was beautiful. Somebody criticized so, it and was like, "You could tell they shot on a volume." I was like, "I'm not so fucking sure, man." Because like the depth is something you don't necessarily get, and you interact with things coming from depth into like the characters playing and that's really hard to do on a volume. No, I agree. And I also want to say, I thought for the most part, I really enjoyed the fight scenes. I had some people complain to me that they thought Rosario was moving a little too slow. I don't disagree there. I thought some of the movement compared to stuff we've seen with other lightsaber combatants. I thought she got I, the moves down. I thought she looked really good doing them. I mean, did, I she, move, going, did she move slow compared to Sir Alec Guinness? I think she looked great. <laughs> to me, it, uh, it felt like it was right. 
Absolutely it was going right. samurai. I thought they were samurai yeah. moves. I yes. thought it was precision over Yoda flipping around. And it's uh, one thing that I don't enjoy about that Rogue One ending is that you suddenly aren't a samurai. You're something out of The Force Awakens or not, not Force Awakens, the, the the video games. It felt like more like a video game than you can't have these guys flying like around and you uh, lose the whole samurai well, well, mystique well, 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 of it. So one thing I love about um honestly force unleashed is what i was trying to say when you you look at rogue that ending of rogue one and then when you look at the ending of kenobi you know and it sort of justifies and this has been discussed here and there about why is the the fight so lame in episode four compared to what we see later that took place before and the answer is they were supposed to understand that they're not even bothering with all that poor stuff because they cancel each other out yeah Mm. so it's a simple duel you know and it's a little slower because they're actively using the force against each other while they're doing it. Right? Well, shout out to that last episode of Kenobi and Hayden's uh, acting with that half mask mask because mm-hmm. dude was acting with one eyeball showing and it was fucking awesome. Uh, I, like, I, I love to, the beauty, uh, the imagery of that stuff. And you see I, it here. I wanted to um, something I did want to give a, a shout out to was the the costumes, you know, Balin Skull. Uh, Shin Nati uh, translating Anakin's outfit to uh, from Clone Wars to the you know, live action screen. Yeah. Um, I, I hope I, it's hard for me to pronounce her name. Uh, Shauna uh, trip Tripsick. Uh, she just recently passed away. She was the lead uh, costume designer uh, for this show. Mando. Mandalorian. Uh, Who did, was yeah. she? Cause, cause my friend Emily swallow put her on her Instagram because Emily mm-hmm. plays the armor and, yeah. and I did a deep dive and that is a big loss. Cause she did some yes. incredible work on all these D plus yeah. shows. I was watching a behind the scenes. There was like an eight minute behind the scenes for Ahsoka that was released. And I had been to watch it on the day she passed. Um, and you see her like dressing up uh, Rosario. And it was, it's just, yeah, she was, was she a, a very, what? Was it an accident? I, I, I don't know. Uh, I just saw, you know, the, the, re- uh, the reaction, um, but she did oh, across all these shows. She has done such incredible work. And um, I hope, you know, her work will continue to live on, but it, it is such a tragic passing. Yeah. Well, that one surprised me. Sorry, it's a good point in the sense of imagine taking these, you know, yes, it's with a certain segment of the fandom, but these beloved animated characters and getting them on the screen for the first time, you know, whether it's Bo-Katan, whether it's Ahsoka, even Chopper. You know, yeah, I love Chopper. I texted, look, I texted Ian. I was like, I fucking yeah. love Chopper. I didn't watch Chopper. Did, I love Chopper. They didn't look Chopper. and move. Right. Just imagine if like. Sabine hadn't looked right. Everybody would have been right. like, "Oh, come on!" And you know? and, yeah. and Sabine was so perfect, even down Agreed. to the way yeah. she stood. Everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, and even Ezra. Like, all right, this this idea of an adult Ezra. I was like, you know, and I bought it. Yeah. Can I just say in the finale, seeing you know when we cut into when they get inside the castle, when we cut to Ahsoka in the middle of the frame, all white, her two white lightsabers, Ezra holding a lightsaber, look like Kanan yep. Jarrus. Kanan Jarrus is one of my favorite Star Wars characters. And Sabine in her full Mandalorian armor with her green lightsaber. One I, to go full fanboy, you know, I it was one of the most beautiful things I've seen. I, I was I in the theater and everyone cheered. That's awesome. <laughs> I wish I could have been there for that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, guys, I hope that there's more to it because Ahsoka I yeah. thought was a fantastic series, and that is coming from again somebody who walked in without a whole lot of knowledge beyond what had come in the Disney Plus shows, um, and. And guys, credit to just good storytelling. It it clipped. It was fun. And as a Facebook user says, just give me space wizards (laughs) doing cool space wizard shit. And I Mm -hmm. think as long as the pace keeps up, I think it's so much fun. Hopefully, where do we think we're going to see these characters again? Mandalorian season four, um, Ahsoka season two with the strike and with different 
things and like I think the landscape of streaming is changing. Yeah. I think that this is going to delay things, but you know we'll see these characters again. Well, it's, one, it's their own fault that it's delayed the studios. It's yeah. uh, yes, but of course. Add, so, but, but, but. but it, it is problematic uh, about that, you know, um, John. I think we talked about this a little bit, um, you know, in, in our thread. You know, the the amount of time because it takes a long time to make these things. Mm-hmm. Like, and if we do assume there's an, another season, look, odds are Flown has already written another season. I mean, it's just a question of when they could start. They try to be very secretive about that, you know, but mm-hmm. obviously it has to be greenlit. But here's the thing. If if it's greenlit it's, and it's happening, it's probably already happened. They just haven't done a public announcement yet. Sure. Yeah, so, I, I, think it, I think that yeah. this season doesn't end the way it does if they're not convinced that they will at least That's tie right. it up, even if it's another season or it's like they surprise Disney Mando, plus yeah. only movie, you know, something like yes, that or yeah. two parts. They were shooting Mando series. season two before Mando season one even ever came out. That's right. When you right. read the behind the scenes. Stuff. So yeah. they, yeah, like you said, you know, before the, the writer's strike, he may have already written the scripts. Cause I mean, they shot, they were done shooting this thing a while ago. Right. Um, yeah. Like they were shooting yeah. that done last and, year. Yeah. And, and I, I think when it's when it's a, while, a, when it's a, but, sorry, Ian. Uh, but well, I think I when it's a, when it's effects intensive stuff that you yeah. want it to look good, we're all yeah. willing to be like, oh, it's going to be two years, two and a half years. Okay, yeah. if it comes out good, we'll be okay with it. By the way, effects wise, and a friend of mine commented, it held up on the big screen for a very okay. knowledgeable audience. Like, it's like, yeah, it, it, like the effects are that level, oh, you know. That's great. So, um, but. Yeah, some of that effects take time. Some of it is that they're having these things come out when they want, you know. I mean, there are decisions being made, you know, about that and where they're placing them. You know, I know Disney Plus, they're not trying to have several things on at once so they get lost, Mm -hmm. you know. I mean, there's a lot going on about them, you know, pulling back on what they're making. But Mm -hmm. I'd be really surprised we don't get a second season of this. Well, I hope it's soon. We're already watching Loki, all of us. So we'll be back for some Loki in about five Mm -hmm. weeks. To talk about that and uh and guys we also have the marvels coming out in november yeah. and um that, that, is, favorite, that is something Rock that's too uh <laughs> no i'm looking for guys i'm looking forward to the marvels oh. you guys think i'm crazy but no the trailer have gotten better i'm so I, I looking forward to it i'm totally looking forward to the marvels um I like all this stuff guys i was I, telling I'm being somebody today because they've disappointed me marvels hurt me a few times now. sure Sure, but you know what, guys? Just remember back to when we were first reading those. I mean, I'm not speaking for Garrett, but when I was first reading those Timothy Zahn books, and how old were you, guys? I was in middle school, and I and <laughs> and, and I was all by myself as I a was Star like Wars 25, fan. 25, yeah, and like and like guys in like, mid- middle school, Jonathan, high school, Jonathan, waiting for Rebel Assault two, so we could see the first live action acting film done in the star wars universe since return of the jedi I, i'm buying rebel assault 2 on cd rom yeah. so i can do it i'm buying wing commander 3 and 4 so i can see mark hamill in live action in a video game like i am loving all this yeah. stuff and now yeah. to have it all the marvel stuff and the star wars stuff and i'll take the dc stuff too because blue beetle <laughs> fucking rocked like guys i'm not gonna do the naysaying thing with like well, i gotta know be backhanded I, guys i know <laughs> that there's a lot of Hey guys, I want, every, I want to pay attention to you. Jonathan's not doing the naysaying thing. That's this shit says. is awesome. I'll they say later when like the individual things sometimes Listen, when the red light overall. Heidi he put put in his water. I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm all for it. Uh, Craig Robinson that. says Ezra and Chopper to join the mod gang in Boba Fett season two. Yeah, fuck it, let's go. Mm, fucking a. 
because little middle school Jonathan reading the Zon books and the Dark Empire comics, man, would he dream of a day like this? Let's do it. Uh, guys, thanks for joining me on this. This was fun. I, I hope the next series time. is as much fun I, as this I one. I want the Grogo and Chopper show. Guys, <laughs> I'll take, I, w- I was sitting here and I was thinking about uh, you know Hayden being back and how we got an appearance of, uh, of Qui-Gon in Obi-Wan. And I was like, it's time. It's time for Misa seeing my friend. No. No, don't no. feel like that. Yes, Come on, let's bring do him it. back. Bring, bring back, back Jar Jar. Let's he go. was in the books. He was in one of the books, let's and they made go. it really sad. Bring him back. Let's bring him back. Bring him he, back. I'm ready. It's time. I'm he's, ready. He's he's a, he's a lot more problematic than he used to be, and uh, he <laughs> works in a book. But uh, we'll smooth that out. out. <laughs> might, have o- to, might have to. We open on three. We open on it now. He was in. We open on three PO giving him diction lessons. I forgot about that. We open on three PO teaching him a new language to speak. And suddenly yeah, he's yeah, doing do it. pigeon English, to, whatever the heck it was. Jonathan, what you said so many times, uh, I I, uh, I was in high school reading the Timothy Zahn books, but uh, yeah. also alone and also so excited. And I want to shout out Timothy Zahn right? because uh, 91 was the first one. Timothy Zahn, oh, if you see him seven. at a convention, he'll sign his books. You don't have, he, he'll sign them for free. Other stuff he charges for. But if you if you paid for one of his books, he's like, I feel like you've already spent enough money on it. So I had him sign all three of my books at uh, Comic-Con cool. Revolution uh, the, this summer. So, Oh, man. Yeah, they're all – I got. I still have all three of those books back in yeah. Austin. And maybe it's time I get them out to me know, so I can right get there. Timothy's on to do it. Uh, well, I'll see you guys at LA Comic-Con. I'll see you guys here to speak Loki. Uh, we're having fun. LA Comic-Con so nice to me. They, they sent me an email said, oh, yeah, all those – eight or whatever panels you submitted we're putting them all through so i may yeah, need you guys you, to cover for me Jonathan's on some panels to suck me into going on my birthday <laughs> uh you know, like, making my make my wife do a panel well i put your wife on a panel because we had a really successful panel this past summer and ian if you'd like to come to the convention you can come it's a comic convention i know it's not your thing it's got pop culture stuff right. it's got celebrities it's we'll got see. fun stuff that's maybe up your alley but if you we'll you know if you want to spend the birthday the alone, uh, will be there Cast of Ahsoka will be there. Uh, you know what? SAG strike pending. That's true. Okay. But I'm hearing rumors of a few more weeks, and hopefully this thing resolves. Uh, love you guys. Geekscapists, you know what to do. Subscribe and all that. Shout out to Chris Folios, who is in the chat of the hit One Hit Thunder podcast. And uh, great talking to you guys. Can I get a shameless plug in because you mentioned Absolutely. Loki? So we're ca- we're covering Loki uh, on my show, uh, our show, but the show yeah. that I co-host, uh, Marvel Movie Talk, right here on Geekscape Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. So we're doing like an after show each Friday. Uh, we already did the premiere, so we'll, we'll do all six. And that'll just whet people's appetite for the uh, eventual Geekscape special. And we also have another episode where I spoke with uh, the co-author of Scott Lang's book, uh, Rob Kuttner, who I know was on here. And that'll be on Geekscape on Wednesday. Yeah, if you guys are subscribed to the Geekscape YouTube channel, you guys will see it up on the YouTube channel uh, this week. If you're watching this live, it'll be up on Wednesday. If not, go check out the YouTube channel. Subscribe to all of it. Okay, get out of here. Go uh, go watch some more geek content, read some comics, and play some video games. All right, peace, everybody. Bye. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.